going on, family? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction Quick Hits. I'm your man, GB Gerard Bonner, and I hope you are doing well. I hope you've had a great, great week. Certainly, a lot is happening in the world of pro wrestling. Things are changing, and quite frankly, it's exciting to see. And so, we're going to dig into some of that today. Firstly, thank you so much for your continued support by way of social media. We absolutely appreciate you if you're not supporting us or you're not following super easy to do meet us at the faction show on all of the socials instagram facebook and twitter and then of course thank you so much for those who are listening to our podcast tuning into our content it really makes a difference if you're not subscribed click the subscribe button currently where you're listening to us also rate us and leave a comment as well and if you're a first time listener welcome to the faction i trust that you're here because you enjoy the world of pro wrestling and i hope that our perspectives either line up with what you're thinking give voice to what you're thinking or provide another perspective that can give you some insight with that said let's dig into our wrestlemania hangover as wrestlemania certainly continued in terms of its fallout with the ever coveted monday night raw post mania now i have to say that raw post mania has been different for the last two years because of this pandemic once again no fans present and as we know fans are the ones who literally make the raw after mania something super special raw after mania is usually reserved for re-emergences uh, perhaps new people debuting new storylines etc 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 and so for this week's episode of monday night raw monday night raw drew in 2.026 million viewers which is a gain of three 125,000 viewers from last week. Now, that's pretty significant on a lot of fronts, and it can be attributed to a few things. Of course, a significant WrestleMania that happened on Saturday and Sunday, so certainly people are looking for the fallout for that, but they did not have the competition of the NCAA Men's Championship game. So because of that, obviously, it gives a greater opportunity for Raw. But let's not excuse away the fact that they've picked up again 320,000 more viewers week over week. Congratulations to Monday Night Raw. Now, one of the things that did happen, of course, is Hour 1. They brought in 2.125 million viewers. That went down a bit in Hour 2. And Hour 3, of course, was the one that suffered the most, unfortunately, where between Hour 1 and Hour 3, they lost lost about 260,000 viewers. So if that number could have stayed for what our one was, that would have been phenomenal. Our major takeaways from Monday Night Raw, we saw the return of the Viking Raiders. We saw another dominant performance from the WWE champion. We got a look at what perhaps the future can be in terms of his next opponent with a triple threat match ending the night uh, seeing Drew McIntyre defeat Randy Orton and Braun Strowman to become the number one contender and we also got some interesting developments with the story between The Fiend and Alexa Bliss not quite sure what's fully happening there it sounds like there's going to be a rebirth of bray wyatt whatever that may look like alexa bliss is certainly embracing the dark side i don't know if she's going to have somebody new joining her 
But it's going to be interesting for sure. Now, I will say it wasn't the greatest Raw post-mania. And again, not having fans present was a big deal connected to that. But it is what we have for the time being. The flip side of it is Tuesday night saw the debut of NXT on Tuesdays. Now, we saw this happen as an experiment several months back for Super Tuesday 1 and Super Tuesday 2, which produced for us a new NXT champion in the person of Finn Balor. Well, the irony is that on the debut of NXT on Tuesdays, we have a new NXT champion in Karrion Cross coming off the heels of NXT TakeOver Stand and Deliver, which, by the way, if you watched NXT Last night, you learned that TakeOver was the most watched TakeOver in history. And it makes perfect sense for a couple of reasons. Number one, it's the first TakeOver that aired live on USA as opposed to the WWE Network. Secondly, TakeOver was also viewed on Peacock for both nights as well. So while I would love to see the numbers, certainly we've seen the ratings for NXT TakeOver from USA on night one, which were certainly significant. And it speaks to, I think, again, why the WWE made the move to take the WWE Network to Peacock. Peacock, just by subscribers alone, is 10 to 13 times bigger than the WWE Network with all of the publicity that went out about WrestleMania week and WWE being a part of Peacock here in the States. I think those things make a difference. I look forward to being able to see numbers from Peacock in terms of how many people are viewing and subscribed and the like. So certainly as we get those numbers, we'll share those. But a huge and monumental move for NXT and NXT TakeOver. And talk about moments. We got some big moments coming out of NXT this week. First and foremost, NXT as a brand has led the charge in terms of welcoming fans back to the arena as they have done. It's a smaller portion of fans than we had at NXT TakeOver, but they are fans living and breathing nonetheless. And therefore, we get some organic chants and we're seeing acknowledgement, of course, from the superstars in NXT. Karrion Cross, his new era has begun. We saw the resigning, seemingly, of Roderick Strong, which is an interesting move. We saw a title change, a huge title change, as Kushida defeated Santos Escobar to become the brand new NXT Cruiserweight Champion. And if I can just pause for a second and say how big of a moment that was for Kushida. Kushida, a former six-time IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, considered by many as one of the greatest cruiserweights or junior heavyweights across the world, finally getting that moment to A, get a title shot, and B, to now carry that division. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about what NXT has done with the cruiserweight division. I have often said during many of our shows during times past that the cruiserweight division needed to be absorbed by NXT, that they needed to air 205 Live from the same space that NXT was being taped, and that is happening. Now, admittedly, I don't necessarily watch 205 Live anymore, just because, again, it's a lot to consume, but also because I'm getting my cruiserweight fix on NXT, which makes the most sense. So shout out to Santos Escobar. Shout out to Jordan Devlin. 
Shout out to the new champion, Kushida, all of whom have worked very, very hard to see to it that the cruiserweight division, and you can even go back to Leo Rush and uh, Garza, you can go back to all of them to look at how the cruiserweight championship really began to grow arms and legs and really grow credibility by being a part of the NXT brand. So congratulations to Kushida. I'm just realizing I did not give you guys a spoiler warning, so I apologize. By now, you'll figure out that these are spoilers for NXT if you did not get a chance to watch it. Certainly, you can pause this or go back. And even me telling you the results, it's still worth going back to see. Also, one of the big moments, I think, was Raquel Gonzalez showing up again as the new NXT Women's Champion. We saw the debut of Frankie Monet, FKA Taya Valkyrie in NXT. And this is a big move. I'm not sure that I like her name, but I do think her being a part of the NXT women's division again is massive. It's no doubt the NXT women's division is head and shoulders above any women's division anywhere else in the world. Adding Taya Valkyrie, aka Frankie Monet, to the mix is really going to be a great, great move. But how about the moment where Raquel Gonzalez, Rhea Ripley, and Bianca Belair are all standing in the ring together with their respective championships? There is a major statement that I believe that was made at WrestleMania, and I believe part of that statement is this alumnus of NXT matter and to see what they are doing for the women's division and all of WWE is a major milestone so congratulations and if you look at the women's matches that happened particularly the title matches at Wrestlemania they all involved alumnus of NXT let's face it NXT is really grooming and creating the women's division that all of WWE and the rest of the world can love. And so I am super excited about that. A couple of other things to mention since we're talking about that is it was very clear from this WrestleMania that the WWE is putting the rocket ship on its younger talent. It's the first WrestleMania in many years where we did not have, I believe since 2002, where we did not have Triple H, Shawn Michaels, or The Undertaker present. That's a major situation. It's been since like 2003 or four or something like that that we haven't seen a John Cena or a Brock Lesnar at a WrestleMania. And the Brock Lesnar piece is really since 2012. So with all of that said, this was a significant WrestleMania. And I've got to say that we did not miss John Cena, Triple H, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, which says to me that the future of the WWE in terms of its athletes is in fantastic hands. Nobody missed The Undertaker. I didn't miss The Undertaker. And I think what it also proved is that The Undertaker's retirement is a real thing. And I think it's necessary. You have to allow people to move out of the way for new superstars to shine. And I think that's what happened. And again, kudos to Triple H because it was a major, major move the work that he's done in the women's division to allow it to be respected and appreciated so congratulations to him with that said the wrestling world has shifted and changed with nxt now being moved to tuesday night it means the wednesday night war is over so tonight AEW pretty much runs unopposed on television. In terms of other programming, you do have MLW, which premieres their fusion show every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern. And it's interesting because we went from 
of course, the Attitude Era, where there were pretty much two to three wrestling products available to now where literally there is wrestling on just about every night in terms of consumption. So you're dealing with Monday nights where you have AEW Dark Elevation and Monday Night Raw. Tuesday nights, currently you have AEW Dark. The NWA Power Show is on Tuesday nights, along with now NXT as well, and currently Impact Wrestling, which I've heard may be moving to Friday night. Wednesday nights, you have AEW and MLW. Thursdays, you have NXT UK. Fridays, of course, you have SmackDown. And then, of course, sprinkled throughout all of that is New Japan Pro Wrestling. So it's a lot of wrestling for people to keep up with. I'm sure you have picked an organization that you're going to follow. We try to follow it all so that we can have conversations with you. As you can imagine, it's a lot, but it is also a lot of fun as well. So with that said, as we said tonight, AEW Dynamite is coming your way. There is a TNT Championship match scheduled to happen between Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. I've got some Matt Hardy news for you in a second. I also hear that Mike Tyson will be back for AEW Dynamite tonight. It'll be interesting to see how that's received as they pretty much run unopposed tonight. So that should be interesting. And speaking of Matt Hardy, uh, our thoughts and prayers are with both him and his brother Jeff Hardy over the loss of their father who passed away April the 6th. So they had been relatively quiet about that, but they announced that earlier this week. All right, guys, there's a lot of great content for you to consume relative to the faction. Yesterday, we released a brand new episode of our faction hot take. So definitely go and check that out if you've not done so already. We've got some more content coming your way as well. So be on the lookout for that. And again, thank you for your continued support and the ways in which you embrace what we're doing with the faction. Do me a favor, share what we're doing with friends and followers. If you have friends who are wrestling fans, and I trust that you do, share what we're doing with them. I think we offer a unique perspective that they would appreciate. Last thing before we go, SHW 26 is now available on IWTV. You can go ahead and check it out. A lot of amazing things happened on that show, so go ahead, check that out. Again, you can subscribe to independentwrestling.tv to check that out. It's a pretty amazing space to be in. You can go there, sign up. The first five days are free if you use the SHW promo code. Only $10 a month to have access to Southern Honor Wrestling and not just SHW, but a ton of amazing independent wrestling promotions who have current and archived material as well. So go ahead, check that out, and let us know what you think. Until next time, family, it's your man GB, Gerard Bonner, representing for my good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray. Collectively, we're known as The Faction. Have a great day. Solid, my people, here we go.